Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, g'day guys, this is Lama Rock, Fresh Socks, $7, MZK, represent your favourite son, your favourite old school fuckwit. <laughs> guys, there's a feeling of elation, it is a Chinese New Year, we went to a Vietnamese New Year, a celebration last night at this crazy Buddhist temple. Just um, around the corner from my house, fire, fireworks were going off, surrounded by the smells of good, you know, carnival, festival food, um, seeing people uh, practice their, their culture, you know, um, and their religion before these incredible fireworks. Lots of people on a random evening of the friggin' week, and that's not a random, it's, it's the new, it's the new uh, lunar cycle. It is the new year according to the lunar calendar. And guys, you know, like, this is culture. This is, if you're from Australia, you know what I mean. You're kind of shell-shocked. You kind of, cult, you have a culture shock when you step into a, into another country. You're just like, fuck, look how many people there are. You know, walking downtown in New York, you're just like, man, this is hectic, you know. But Melbourne is slowly becoming a city like that, you know. A lot more mainstream, a lot more, you know, commercial. Um, but the density and the energy is, is, is tough, you know. It's good, it's good. It's, uh, it's, it keeps things moving. But if you're from the suburbs like I am, I guess, you know, if we're going to use New York terms, you could say like uptown. Uptown is, is a whole different vibe, you know. It's, it's you couldn't even really call it uptown because we don't have high rises out here, not yet anyway. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what I really want to talk about today, except that I'm feeling good. I went to these celebrations yesterday. Um, it was the first time I've had a gig in 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 quite some time. I was um, I was selling out, guys. <laughs> Do we even use that term these days, huh? Do, do the new school cats even understand what the word sellout means, you know? It's almost like this generation's lifestyle. And no diss to you guys, it's not it's not such a bad thing actually, I don't think. But it's 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 kind of sellout, you know. Hey, look at me. Uh, hey, look what I'm meaning. Hey, look, I'm taking a selfie at my fucking friend's funeral. You guys are fucking crazy. There's a lot of biting going on, there's a lot of copying, you know, but then at the same time, there's such a massive transfer of, of information, you know, that the, the positives to that is that we're getting, we're building a sort of richer sort of culture of, of, of art and dance, yeah? It's crazy. It's really crazy. On the other hand, the bad side is like people are subscribing to things like, I guess, you know, subjective, but things that you could say is kind of wrong. Political correctness. What do you know about politics? Politics is fucking twisted. Politics is fucking corrupt. There's always a sort of hidden agenda. There's always something behind something. You've got to read in between the lines. There's, a, there's something sinister about politics. So, I'm not too fond of, of subscribing to being politically correct. I'd rather be, or I'd rather have common courtesy for my fellow human being, right? There's some things that people say that will offend other people, you know, like, bro, you're fucking whack. Bro, you're a fucking biter. 
bro, you're fucking shit, you know, like something like that, right? But that's just the old school, that's just how it was, that's how it's done. So the new school might not like that shit, you know, the new school might say, hey, fuck your old school shit, you should really be teaching us all of this stuff, but there's, you know, there's culture, there's tradition, and we're not going to break that immediately because it's not politically correct. Fuck that, you know, it's just... We've gone, we've gone, we've got multiple directions here. Sorry for going on a tangent, but yeah, guys. Um, I was supposed to tell you about um how I did this commercial gig, guys, and and how tired I feel. Um, dancing in a rabbit suit. Yeah, guys. So um, I got a, I got a, I got a corporate gig. And um, it was a full working day, 8.30 a.m. call time. I haven't woken up early for, for, for months. Well, actually, I was waking up early when, when I was in Japan being a dad, um, but um, not for work, so to speak, and having to drive through traffic. Um, but it was a good day, you know. It was a good cast and crew. Well, I was the only cast member. I was the costume operator. Had to dress up as a chicken, had to dress up as a um, rabbit uh, for some Easter promotions for a very, uh, very massive uh, supermarket franchise chain, whatever you want to call it. And that's why I went on a tangent in the last segment because, yeah, we're talking about sellouts, you know. I paid my dues, I got my props, I'm a grown man. I don't really have time to fuck around with like younger fuckwits. You know, new school fuckwits. But when you meet the cool, the, the cool fuckwits, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, like here's a kid who switched on. He seems a little wiser than some of the other guys that are just accumulating all this fake knowledge online. <laughs> He's actually got some experiential knowledge, which is what we call wisdom. And he carries himself. She carries himself well. Yeah. And, yeah, guys, you know, like, here I am, task at hand, I've got to dance in a freaking rabbit suit, and I'm smashing, I'm smashing it, like, I'm trying to bring this rabbit costume to life, some Donnie Darko shit, yeah? And this is the thing, whatever you put your mind to, right, you can do it. <laughs> so cliched but true so the thing is back in the day if you were to dance into a dance in a rabbit outfit dudes would call you a seller you're like you're a fucking sellout cunt yeah but in this day and age if we can say that these old schoolisms of hip-hop are dead they stay alive in circumstances like this if i don't mind saying you know because this is the thing. Here's how you channel this kind of creativity and energy so that if anyone was to ever call you out, call you a sellout, you can justify your actions. One, I'm 34. I need to make money for myself, for my kids, yeah, for my child. And it's through my major 
which is being a, a dancer, a street dancer, a b-boy. That's what the client wants. The client, the client has identified that to be a cool thing, right? That's what's going to sell the product. Do I support the product? No, not really. I don't really support supermarkets because it's it's an it's an evil industry. But yeah, see now this I've just unearthed the and I've just opened another can of worms there. But anyway, for the job at hand, the task at hand, I have I have to bring this rabbit and this chicken to life. Now, if you're a b boy, one of the most fundamental aspects and the true foundation of b-boying is to be a b-boy right to be that child i'm 34 i'm not a little kid anymore but there's something important about bringing out the inner child it's that whole beginner's mind in zen philosophy yeah i have to bring this costume to life i need to become this character so when i'm top rocking and doing footwork and doing windmills and backspins and freezing in a rabbit costume I have to do it as if I was a rabbit now I don't know if kids know who Bugs Bunny are who, 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 who Bugs Bunny is these days but like Bugs Bunny was might have been a bit racist but Bugs Bunny is friggin one of the most classic classic cartoon characters ever and I can bring that out can bring that out and the amount of energy required to channel into this character man even though I'm exhausted I feel good what's that you say about foundation fundamentals all right guys let's bring it back to 2004 2004 I was a full-time video editor post-production the company that I worked for was uh, known as Pandora's Box. Interesting story. Look it up, Pandora. And um, I was in between editing TV shows for cable networks at that time when uh, video editing software and cameras were only just entering the domestic market. It was quite exclusive only to sort of television networks. as big, big business, big, big money. Um, but quite exclusive <coughs> as opposed to now everyone is a video editor everyone is a cameraman now you know it's like you have to be the all-rounder that's what the world this this current world this current paradigm requires of us but uh, in between all of that I was trying to be um I was trying to edit some dance stuff Sarah so was editing this uh, dance event that I uh, that I'd done it was called the Melbourne Street Run we were jumping on this whole idea of Melbourne from the uh, the Melbourne hip hop scene, B U R N, as opposed to B O U R N E, Melbourne, no Melbourne, and it was like a a, a, a a protest to not being able to hire or dance at a studio. So we'd just take it to the streets. We'd take it all city in the mentality of of graffiti heads, you know. So we're basically hitting with that 
um, taking money from people or trying to get money from people. We're just going out to a spot, dancing till security would kick us out. Then we would move to another place with a good surface, a good floor, dance there till security comes. And it eventually got to the point where police were coming because we'd have like 200 people, you know, with us, 100 people watching people dance, you know, and we'd be, we'd be parading across the city, you know, like it was a protest, <laughs> you know, with the boom boxes, sick, you know. And in the highlights video that I created for that, it's on YouTube, check it out, Melbourne Street Run 3, yeah, B-U-R-N. Guys, I remember, rest in peace, we miss you, DJ Lisi, the man who brought back those original breaks, DJ from the UK, come to New York, he was learning rocking, he was kicking it with the best legendary B-boys and B-girls, he'd, he, he'd get Ken Swift on his mixtape, and Ken Swift would talk about foundation, now if you want to listen to this excerpt, get DJ Lisi's mixtape, I think it's the one with um, Nucleus, but if not, take a look on, um, take a look, take a look on it, uh, take a look, look it up, sorry guys, look it up on Melbourne Street Run 3, and he talks about how foundation isn't the basic moves, you know, the, these ancient moves um, that were around when breaking first started. Mind you, I took his workshop in 2006 and that was the focus of his workshop was these old school moves because there is merit in, you know, these, these, these OG, OG moves, these vintage moves to sort of learn about the character of B-Boy, yeah, the essence of B-Boy. But in this, in this video he's saying, in this excerpt, this, this audio and the mixtape, he's saying how these original moves aren't actually the basis of foundation but more things that are intrinsic like style finesse character yeah the whole reason why you would break out that's why we would break boy that's why we're known as break boys and break girls yeah like yeah you can do you can do helicopters you can do um monkey swings you can do um you know, the original baby freeze, the headache freeze, first generation b-boy moves, the proper boyoings, you know, the pulley, all of these old, 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 old ancient moves, you know, you, you can do those, but it's like, why would you do them? That's the whole point of character, that's foundation, that's how you break things down when you've already explored the other extreme end, which is the era that we're in in b-boying right now, which is like high-level techniques, yeah? But imagine when that guy comes in, this new school kid that comes in who's got a strong knowledge of this past, bruh, he would take that airflare to another level. Man, I, I, I really don't know if I, if I like that interlude, hey? It's a break. It sounds pretty friggin' crazy, um, crazy, corny, <laughs> but hey, you know, you gotta use, you're only as sharp as your tools are, so I'm just using what we got here until I can produce my own little interludes for you guys, but, uh, the last segment I'm talking about, the, 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 the true, the true foundation or what I, I consider the true foundation, because Ken Swift, the epitome of a b-boy, 
Seven Gems, you know, Rocksteady Crew. It's he's just he's just the man. And if you can't appreciate that, then you know you 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 just I guess you're just not mature enough yet to really understand like what a fine what a fine wine is like, you know. Um, but bro, bro, it's like this is where the music is still the most important thing, you know. If we're listening to some pretty 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 basic break beats then you're only going to be able to exert through the music alone a, a a particular style of of like character style and finesse yeah and it works for a, v a very highly competitive scene in a a con commercial mainstream setting yeah it's like it's literally there's nothing wrong with the music it's 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 just straight breaks but when it's not produced with a live band it doesn't have that energy it doesn't have that sound the crackle of the vinyl it doesn't have the particular movements of like really good musicianship you're only get gonna get a particular you can only draw so much out of it unless you bring that x factor to it that extra element yeah but if we start digging up and i'm sure there's still many more to be found you know i was talking to uh, roscoe um an mc um old school b-boy from the 80s late 80s i was at his place and we were geeking we were geeking out about italian breaks we were geeking out about italian breaks you know um i wish i could give you specific names right now I, i've just it's just escaped my mind but you know the old spaghetti westerns you know um just i'm pretty sure one of the the composers did um the soundtrack to enter the dragon by bruce lee or 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 a cover of it that was a lot more funk heavily funk inspired man there's just so many so much more emotion you can draw out of it because it's actually you actually feel like you're in a in an old movie set it's why guys like Quentin Tarantino in ways you could say is kind of like a b-boy because he's hashtag AFTD He's uh, paid attention to the fine detail. ATFD. <laughs> attention to fine detail. Hashtag ATFD. <laughs> um, man, like black exploitation films, you just feel like you're in a soundtrack, like you you you're about to go and do something pretty hectic. Like it's the kind of sound that sort of initiates you into this mode. This particular mode and one of the things i'll always take humbly is the compliment from from um fresh socks uh crew founder mauser b-boy mauser he said you know, he's like lama you know what's dope about your breaking bro is that you can always come with these different modes you switch them on and off like just depending on the the situation this the, the style of music the setting you have these modes 
and 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 that's the capacity of that's the capacity we should have as dancers you know is to have these different modes these different feelings through your dance but when you're just going into competition all the time and you're just trying to win that friggin trophy and you just listen to that mundane music you know you become mundane so guys as we wrap up this episode of Lama Rocks podcast um we end the note by um talking about you know taking that 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 step back that one step back or a couple steps back so you can leap forward there's an importance to studying your history studying studying your roots whatever it is you into video games go back to the original video games that were created you know like it's good that even the new generation knows about Super Mario Brothers like that first Super Mario Brothers but how many of you guys know about Galaga or Centipede or Joust Defenders um Pac-Man you know these are all really important things you know um when we're talking about sound the difference between digital and analog and then you know depending on how much you want to geek out and how how deep the rabbit hole you want to go you, you can you can find out about all of this next level information that gives extra meaning to what it is you're doing you know like i was talking to my brother-in-law about um particular uh audio hardware and gear and here i am you know trying to play catch up with like the new generation and technology and that only to realize that what the fuck i've got all of this shit here at home I can just jump onto all of this this stuff as if I was producing stuff from the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah? It's 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 just one of those things. And so for, for those of you who are dancers or you're listening to this um podcast, hey, you know, go back to your breaks. You know, you can go for those of you who live in in the United States, but even if you don't like um urbanoutfitters.com you can buy record players from there go to your op shop you know opportunity store thrift store salvation army whatever they are in 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 your country get your get your hands on some second hand old school gear go and go and buy some old records i mean that's a whole nother game if you're going to get some like serious serious rare vinyl you're going to drop one thousand to two thousand dollars on a seven inch single it's a bit far fetched for someone like myself, but I mean you know there there's that's the whole the whole art of digging, which is something we can talk about in another episode but you know you you, you need to i remember there's this there's this store in um Japan called beams, and it was like a sort of uh, kind of pretty cool um uh retail it's like an urban outfit is basically but in Japan and my um mother-in-law at the time she bought me this three-quarter long sleeve shirt it was black sleeves and a white center and in highlighted pink across the chest it said nothing seek nothing find and that's pretty much the principle of digging if you don't if you're not out to seek anything 
because you're slack, because you're so used to everything popping up on your news feed, whether you're using your Facebook, your YouTube, you know, we're so used to just scrolling with our thumbs, right? It's just so used to scrolling with our thumbs, getting RSI in the knuckle of our thumb, expecting to, to like, find, let the algorithms give us something insightful. Man, you're only going to find so much. But if, for example, you're listening to this podcast and we're talking about Italian breaks, then that's a specific, like, laneway, you know, tunnel, rabbit hole that you can explore and imagine what you could discover from it. You know, before we wrap things up, like, there was a crazy feeling of elation, recording music, Chinese New Year, working as a rabbit costume operator. Man, I tripped out on how much remix music there is, you know, sort of jazz hop kind of ambient vibes of old video game music. And what a lovely thing in this new generation to fuse video game music with hip hop. Yeah, that inspires me. And I'm sure there's a community of people out there that feel the same way. But for me, it's a new discovery. And I wouldn't have found that if I didn't just follow that rabbit hole. So guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Peace!